Throughout the Muslim world, just like here in the West, a lot of people are without hope and their lives are full of pain. Well, I had an incredible experience one day with a young woman. Her husband had begun to beat her. He had knocked one of her front teeth out. So her husband told her she could come back and sleep there and see her children if she would become a prostitute and bring those proceeds to him. I attempted to take my life five different times. That means this is an opportune time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with Muslims. Christianity is very attractive to people of Iran. Many are coming to Christ. And around the world right now, the Lord is calling Muslims to himself. And she said, I was watching you while it was in Saudi Arabia, and I heard you explaining baptism, and I didn't have anybody to baptize me. So I went to the shower, I put my hand on me, and I said, I baptize you, Fatima, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We enable people to believe in Christ, even when they are in, in very difficult places. I called out to Jesus, to God, and all of a sudden, just like a little baby is held over the shoulder of the father, I felt like I was over the shoulder of Jesus. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Merry Christmas to you and welcome back to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. So excited to bring you special programs this weekend and next weekend. We're celebrating another year of ministry here at Voice of the Martyrs Radio by reviewing some of the amazing stories that you've heard on VOM Radio in 2019. Throughout the year, we've brought you stories from all over the world, but it seems like many of the powerful stories this year have taken place in the Muslim world, and that's where we're going to start out today. One of our guests this year wanted to serve the Lord in missions, but he didn't especially have a love for Muslim people. We're about to hear how God changed his heart in a very dramatic way. Hanu Latsinen is the leader of our Voice of the Martyr sister office in Finland. Early in his ministry, he very reluctantly went on a missions trip to Libya. Some members of the team were sneaking in Bibles and, and gospel literature, but Hanu said, he wanted to be very cautious and safe. Unfortunately, there was a guy who said, Hanno, he said, Hanno, my suitcase is very heavy. Could you please help? So we were carrying it together. I said, God, you have to help me. You understand? I have wife, I have son. And the third point is the strongest. I'm a pastor in the church. <laughs> <laughs> so when I came to customs and this Libyan customer was looking at me and he said, welcome to Libya. So I was, oh, Lord, you have done a very big miracle. So I was happy. But then in the night when I was sleeping in my hotel room, it was one o'clock in the night. Suddenly telephone was ringing. And I went to answer, 
take the phone, and there was a voice like this. This is police! Immediately down to reception, we take you. You have brought illegal books into this country. Oh, <laughs> I almost got a heart attack, you know, and uh, it didn't help me that I had just heard that an other group had tried to take the Bibles into Libya one week before or so, and they were immediately caught and put to prison. Oh, my. Yeah, something like this. So I was very scared. I had an idea. And you remember what you were preaching last Sunday? I was preaching to the church that if God is with us, who can be against us? Church, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. This is repeated three, three times there. Well, I was preaching like this one, one Sunday before this trip. I decided I went on my knees in that hotel room and I said, Jesus, please forgive me. I don't love Muslims. I don't like them. But uh, Jesus, I can love them because your word says in Romans 5, 5, that the love of God has already been poured out in our hearts. So I will open the tap and it will flow. I will, I will love them. You know, it was a holy moment for me. I never experienced before or after or something like that. But I felt the holy presence of God. And then to my big surprise, telephone was silent. Nothing happened. And we had a good trip in Libya. That was my start. And then we went to Middle East as a family later. Yeah. That's Brother Hanu from A Voice of the Martyrs radio program that aired in March of this year. If you'd like to hear that complete conversation, and I think it would be a blessing to you, you can do that at vomradio.net. That's true of all of the highlights you'll hear today and every past episode of VOM Radio. You can listen again at vomradio.net. We just heard how God gave Brother Hanu a love for the Muslim people. So say he gives you a similar passion to share the truth. How do you start? How do you go about opening up conversations about the gospel? One of our guests this year gave us insight into that specific question. Lowen works with the ministry Operation Mobilization, specifically working with Afghan people. He gave us a lot of practical advice on how to connect with Muslims. And so I talk about uh, good F-words, and you've already said friendship. And then I say food. Get some kebabs and some palau and eat together and learn how we can connect through food. And then I say family. You know, we believe in focus on the family, right? And here we have something in common with the Muslim people because they also are focused on the family. No, it's not all beautiful over there, but they have a strong family unit. And then I talk football. We call it soccer, but they call it football. Get interested in football and bang, you'll have Iraqis and Syrians and name it. <laughs> out on the. Uh, and then I say faith. And talk about your faith as something that is normal, not something that you preach at someone as a project. Live Jesus. A gospel worker named Lowen has been telling us about what, what we might call good F-words that help him connect with Muslims in Afghanistan. John Weaver and his wife have lived 
in Afghanistan. In fact, they chose to hold their marriage ceremony inside Afghanistan as a specific way to reach out to Afghan people. And they invited them to come and experience family and food together as a way of demonstrating the gospel and demonstrating the love of Christ. John Weaver is the author of Inside Afghanistan, also the author of a new book called Najiba. It tells the story of his wedding to Jean and how they used it as an outreach to the Afghan people. So we wanted our love story to illustrate the greatest love story, which is Jesus' redeeming love and his passionate pursuit for us as his bride. In the scriptures, that's one of the metaphors. We're the bride of Christ. And so to do that publicly in a way that honored the culture, we're not saying that it never happened before because we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. But in terms of our experience, (laughs) we don't know of anybody else that has done in the unique way that we were that God allowed us to do that with an open public declaration through a wedding, which is an honorable thing in the culture. I mean, people came out of respect for us. They came out of respect of the institution of marriage and in, in, in a wedding, but they also knew we were believers, followers of Jesus, and it gave us a public opportunity. And we had believers from various different countries that were involved in it. It was all in the local language. The Bible was clearly read. We even gave out Bibles to those that wanted them. But we knew that's what God wanted us to do. He spoke very clearly, confirmed it through a lot of the international community, and also the local elders and even the, the governmental figures that we were connected to, Afghans, who gave their blessing and gave their permission. They may not have understood everything that we were going to do, but they knew we were followers of Jesus. We were going to get married in a Christ-centered, a Christ-honoring way, and they let us do it. And we don't know anybody else that's done it quite like that. That's author John Weaver from a program that aired in July here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're looking back at some of the best moments from VOM Radio this past year. Just like John and Gene Weaver, another guest that we had has seen how powerful it can be when we let down the walls and form close relationships with Muslim people. Audrey Frank is the author of Covered Glory, The Face of Honor and Shame in the Muslim World. Well, I had an incredible experience one day with a young woman who she had disappeared from my life for a year and I I could not find her. And one day I passed her on the street and she agreed to come into my house for the first time and she began to tell me her story that since I had seen her last her husband had begun to beat her he had knocked one of her front teeth out he um, had had kicked her out of the house when she went to her her family's home they refused to allow her to come back because it brought shame to them to have a daughter rejected by her husband so her husband told her she could come back and sleep there and see her children if she would become a prostitute and bring those proceeds to him. So that's what she did. And as she told me her story, she looked at me and she said, I have no honor left. I will tell you everything. And she just poured her heart out. Well, of course the story of the woman caught in adultery came to my mind. And I related that to her orally, began to tell her the story. And in the middle of the story, her eyes filled with tears. She looked at me and she said, stop, I need you to get the Injil right now and read the real story from the book from beginning to end. 
and I ran and got it. I read it to her. And right there in front of me, it was, I got to observe a soul being born into the kingdom of God because she identified with that woman. And the point at which she identified was, he did not shame her more. But he sent her accusers away because they were they also had shame. She saw that he saw. The Savior of the world saw the shame in all of them and put them on equal ground. They were equal before the Savior. They were equally ashamed. They were equally in need of a Savior. And she remained, and he restored her. And that same woman today lives outside the walls, the deemed place outside for prostitutes and women like her. She lives in a special community set aside for those rejected people. And she has been sharing the gospel now with those prostitutes, the little boy whose mouth we repaired, whose smile we repaired. He now hears about Jesus from his mother. I do not need to tell him all because of that story. That's just one great example I got to witness with my own eyes. Author Audrey Frank has been telling us about a woman in a Muslim country who found joy and peace in relationship with Jesus Christ. Audrey's story shows us the value of friendship and hospitality in building bridges with the Muslims around us. She got together with a hurting woman. She showed that she cared, and she told stories from the Bible. A guest named Brother Rashid also engages with Muslims, and the Lord has called him to take a a very direct approach, even on live television, encountering Muslims and answering their questions. As a young man, Rashid was challenged to rethink the Islamic teaching that he had grown up with. I uh, started listening to a radio program that was broadcasted through TWR, Transworld Radio, and they they used Monte Carlo as a base for uh, the broadcasting. And um, I remember it was at night, so that was my first time I was exposed to the message of the gospel in my life. It was interesting because it was the first time I hear some things from... uh, Christian perspective, not a Muslim perspective, like Jesus is the Son of God, like Jesus being crucified on the cross. I was really shocked because my worldview um, used to be uh, Muslim, and here I am facing some really basic questions. And uh, so I was, I was trying to defend my faith as a Muslim, and that started me with a four years correspondence course which led me eventually after that to Christ. Brother Rashid wanted to share the good news of the gospel that had changed his heart. He started a television program, and and today he is broadcast all over the Muslim world, taking calls, answering questions from Muslims. When he launched the first episode of his TV program, he hoped that 10, maybe, maybe possibly 20 people might call in during the program to talk about their faith or to ask questions about Christianity. He was blown away by the actual response. More than 800 people called the first half an hour. Wow. And that tells you the thirst that we have for critical thinking, for existential questions. People are asking those questions, uh, and they just... They said, you are speaking our mind. We never dare to ask it publicly. And so many people, they said, I thought I'm the only one 
and so we I kind of gave them a platform where they can express themselves or at least the ones who are in danger zones they cannot talk at least watch and hear what I'm saying and probably pray in secret in their hearts and some of them even I had a, a nice story a lady was in Saudi Arabia I met her later in Canada and she said I was watching you while I was in Saudi Arabia and I heard you explaining baptism and I didn't have anybody to baptize me so I went to the shower I put my hand on me and I said I baptize you Fatima in the name of the <laughs> Father the Son and the Holy Spirit so it it, it was amazing that we enabled people to believe in Christ, even if when they are in, in very difficult places. And even they don't have to share it with anybody around them. And we received thousands of emails, thousands of phone calls, people uh, with uh, different nicknames telling us their amazing stories. That's Brother Rashid here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. He's been encouraging us with stories of Muslims coming to faith in Christ. Dr. Hormoz Shariat speaks through broadcast television into Iran every evening. He says there's a lot of new believers just like this, a group that he affectionately calls baby Christians. Uh, there are many, many Christians in Iran, but they're babies. As we continue hearing highlights from the Voice of the Martyrs radio in 2019, Dr. Hormoz describes the need for solid Bible teaching and discipleship among Christians in Iran. And you can't blame them. There is no church. There is no teaching classes and resources. There are prisoners in their homes. They're just surviving with something on media. They're receiving that. And, and they need more. This is a dangerous thing. This is a prayer request, actually. The church in Iran is growing fast, but they're all babies. And the fathers of the faith have left Iran, have been forced to leave Iran. And because Iran, uh, Iranian Christian population is growing fast, there is not many mature believers. So babies are distracted very easily. So that's very dangerous in Iran. If government changes, the Christianity will be weakened, not strengthened, because all these babies will be distracted into the political arena. They will not continue strongly with Christ. And I love Voice of the Martyrs. This is one thing I love about the Voice of the Martyrs. They're not helping the persecuted Christians just to survive, but thrive. That's Dr. Hormoz Shariat from Iran Alive Ministries. We aired that interview in July here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It's one of the moving moments that we've been reviewing in this best of 2019 program. So far in today's program, we've seen how God is using a number of means to reach Muslim people with the gospel. He's using one-on-one -on -one friendships, and he's using mass media. We've also heard many stories of the way God is using signs and wonders to reveal himself to Muslims inside closed countries. As we continue reviewing some of the best moments from 2019, we're going to hear from a woman we just called Sister Miriam. She's a gospel worker and a Christian believer inside the Islamic Republic of Iran. She shared an absolutely amazing story of how God rescued her from a hopeless situation. First, 
Jesus appeared to her in a dream, but Miriam's life was still very, very bleak. Her mentally unstable fiancé set fire to her father's business. He was hoping to destroy not only Miriam's life, but her family's as well. And so after that, I attempted to take my life five different times. My brother was an electrician, and one of the wires that he would use in his business, I took some of that wire and hid it under my bed. And so as I prepared to hang myself, I locked my door to the bedroom, and I told God, if you actually exist, I want to touch you. And I thought the only way to touch him was to die and touch him that way. And at that point, I had taken, again, all my medicine, and then I hung myself, so I really didn't feel anything. And for four seconds, I called out to Jesus, to God. And all of a sudden, just like a little baby is held over the shoulder of the father, I felt like I was over the shoulder of Jesus. And I always desired to have been held like that by my father. And I told him, please don't put me down on the ground. I'm scared to have my feet touch the ground. And I wasn't even embarrassed, even though this was an, a man who I didn't even know. Because even back when I was five and six, after that first incident happened um, of that molestation, I hated men and I didn't want any man touching me. And somehow I knew that he was Jesus. And he recited Psalm 91 to me. And of course, I didn't even know what Psalm 91 was. And he told me, I won't even let your foot hit a rock, hit a stone, and I'm gonna protect you, trust me. And then at this point, I woke up from laying on my bed. And so I thought, okay, I, I didn't hang myself. And all I thought was, oh, well, I must have just dreamt about all this, that I didn't actually hang myself. And then I got up out of bed, and I saw my bedroom doors locked. And the noose that was around my neck, the wire that I had used, was completely opened and it was laying on the ground. And then I went and looked in the mirror, and I saw that it all around my neck is bruised. And because for the past two years I had never been able to cry, for three hours straight, that's all I did was cry. And I knew that through crying, I was actually being healed. As we continue to hear this moving story from Sister Miriam here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio, let me add a little detail sort of behind the scenes of this story. Miriam had been carrying so much stress that it had been causing physical symptoms, her neck had been sore and swollen before this suicide attempt. She'd been to the doctors, but they hadn't been able to solve the problem. And then as I began crying, even physically, I received healing in my neck. It now was going back to normal. And then I went outside of my bedroom and my mom saw me and she hadn't seen me laugh for over two years. And she called everybody, all my family and said, come and look my daughter starting to laugh. And then after all this t time, that's when I discovered that the people who rented on the floor beneath us were Christians because they came to witness to me and share the gospel with me. And I said, oh, I've already met Jesus. 
We've been hearing an amazing story reminding us of an important truth. God is everywhere. No nation, no restriction, no government, no army can keep him from acting however he wants to draw people to himself. Sister Miriam has been sharing how she came to know the Lord inside the Islamic Republic of Iran. That's just a small taste of this dramatic story, and I hope you'll go to vomradio.net and listen to my whole conversation with Sister Miriam. Absolutely amazing story of God's power at work in Iran. That's where you can hear more from all of today's guests. We've been reviewing some of the most power-packed moments on the program in 2019. And again, to hear the complete conversations, the entire episodes, visit vomradio.net. Next week, we're going to hear more of these moving moments from 2019. We'll hear from family members of those jailed and even martyred for their faith. We'll see how God has sustained his people through persecution and help them even to love their enemies. Be back with us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.